Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love the Zeta Project podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 139, Rose Reunion and Kid Genius. Hi, pals. It's, uh, well, it's, it's a, it certainly is a week here on Kids Love the Zeta Project. I'm Al. I'm Maggie, and God, we're back. Oh, boy. This was actually, like, uh, the, the last two episodes of season one. Season Uh one was 12 episodes, and season two is, I think, 14 episodes. So, uh, we're already at not exactly, like, not mathematically the halfway point, Mm -hmm. but, but, you know through one of the two seasons. And we're th- this we literally go out of the season on an actual explosive fart noise. Oh boy. Uh-huh. Well, hey, hey, don't 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 uh don't spoil my summary now. Oh, heavens. <laughs> That's okay. We got a lot of stupid stuff to talk about before we get to that, so people will probably forget at that uh-huh. point. Ugh. Yeah, this was uh this like, um when oh, we boy. heard that when we heard that this show was more kitty than the others. Mhm. I was yeah, I was kind of expecting what we got maybe in the pilot, but yeah. but this is this is way more. This is some real like after this episode, I'm like, okay, so next season we're he- we're gonna do like a shrinking episode. Yeah, probably. we got to do like a Christmas yeah, episode. But, but like, but like they did all that stuff on Batman and in Justice League, they mm-hmm. just didn't do it so kitty. Yeah, you know? well, <laughs> I know. Now we're doing now we're doing it. I mean, I guess so. This was this was my call, really, when mm-hmm. I drew up the big plan. Like you, you were happy to show up, and you have veto power, but you're just like, yeah, plan it out. I'll show up for whatever. And, yep. And I said, well, this counts as canon, so we mm-hmm. should probably review it. I mean, all right. I I never saw the Zeta Project. Maybe it's good. I didn't expect it to be good, but I I hoped it was better than this. I I kind of you know we talked about this uh, a couple of weeks ago or possibly last week. I don't remember how time works. No. Um, Who does? Where, like you know, I sort of appreciate the Saturday morning cartoonness of it all, but in like the 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 stupid X Men way, not in the stupid other car- cartoons yeah. that I would uh, turn off to go to the bathroom or get cereal. <laughs> go to the bathroom and get cereal for half an hour. I mean, listen, maybe something better will be on by then. <clears throat> Maybe there's some good toy commercials or something. Oh, God. C-SPAN. Son of a bitch. How did you get C-SPAN in Canada? I don't know, but we did. We got a lot of stuff in Canada. Yeah, I know, but that's that's like just dry-ass footage of our government. Mm-hmm. It might have been Canadian C-SPAN. You okay, know, well, that would at least make sense. Yeah, CanSpan. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. This CanSpan needs more CanCon. <laughs> I don't like Span. <laughs> Bloody Canadian Vikings. Uh-huh. Uh, well... I suppose we need to bite into this uh, turd sandwich. Uh, so, I don't want to say shit sandwich because it's made for children, so we mm-hmm. need to tone it down. Tone it down a little, guys. I don't want to bite into this poop sandwich. There. Much better. Yep. Nailed it. Standards and practices is going to love us. Yep. Uh, but please, Maggie, tell us what. And by the way, mm-hmm. it was like I do keep track of whose turn it is. Like we take turns. Who goes first? Mm-hmm. It was my turn. Oh. But that would have meant you would have been stuck with something you truly hate for the second one. So mm-hmm. you're welcome for taking that bullet. <laughs> Never say I didn't do anything for you, Maggie. Yeah, yeah. look, yeah. I, the word hero gets thrown around a lot, and it's mostly me saying I miss reviewing shows about heroes. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, sorry. Without any further ado, please tell us about Rose Reunion. All right, so Zayn and Ro arrive in the Twin Cities looking for Corey, Rose relative. They do, they don't have any luck at the local orphanarium, but the not cruel governess who runs the place suggests Ro check out a local television and firefighting related movie studio that might be able to help. They meet Harry Lux, the producer of the television show Sky's the Limit, where the famous celebrity Sky Limit reunites family members. We do it all the time, says Harry. It's very popular this year. Rose not thrilled to be put on camera, what with being on the run from the government and all, but that toothpaste is already out of the tube, so uh, she figures it's probably worth sticking around to see if the show has any luck. Doesn't hurt when Rose sees a little girl united with her missing mother after being apart for several years. Zayda's preparing to bid Ro a uh, Rovadarchi and leave her with her family, but he, o- but he overhears Lux and the not-cruel governess taking the little girl with the missing mother back to her orphanage. So... Apparently, the show found that reuniting people was way too hard, so what they do is they just get children from faraway orphanages, tell them that they're going to be reunited with their lost loved ones, hire actors to impersonate said loved ones, tape the reunion, and then just send the children back to the orphanage. (laughs) And that may be the most horribly, disgustingly, casually cruel plan to make money I have ever heard, and I lived through the Trump presidency. Zeta tries to question Lux, who throws him in a van for a short car chase sequence, while Ro appears on the show. Look out, Ro! It's Bennett! And he's arrived <laughs> to arrest Zeta! Then Zeta arrives, everyone fights on live TV for a while, Ro and Zeta escape somehow and reflect that they both still have families, which is nice. Way better than the many, many, many children this TV show has gleefully fucked over. Yeah, this just dovetails into your, uh, into your good thing, It actually. sure is, like... I, I, this was almost my bad thing, and then I'm like, oh, no, actually, this is the funniest thing that could ever happen. That's, that's why I stumbled when I said your, because uh, I assumed it was your bad thing, but then I double-checked the document, and it's like, no, this is your good thing. It's so fun. This TV studio's plan, which, again, is put orphans looking for their families on this show, mm-hmm. impersonate those family members with actors, and then send them back to the orphanage. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. Yeah. It's an awful, horrible thing to do, which you will get caught on so quickly and it is one of the funniest things i've ever seen i mean there is a long history of actual television shows doing sketchy things like this Mm -hmm. the the earliest example i could think of is the incident they based the movie quiz show off of, Mm -hmm. which is like rigging game shows but but talk shows like that i mean you you remember all the all the fucking jerry springer mari povich bullshit like there's a lot of shows like that Uh uh-huh and they were usually fake. And it's it's not a big leap to say now we're actually fucking with people's lives instead mm-hmm. of just lying to the audience. Like, the, the, there's a part where the producer's just like, yeah, we did we did that for not long because it was really hard. Yeah. I love his, I love his, look, there's a lot of pressure and it was hard to do what we signed up to do. I, look, I respect that, but like, I Jesus. don't. <laughs> You know what? That would be like halfway through us reviewing Star Trek Enterprise mm-hmm. saying, this is too hard. Let's just let's just summarize episodes that don't exist and no one will ever know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, we stuck through it because that's what we signed up to do. Yep. Well, we're definitely better than uh, this asshole. This asshole who, by the way, you already mentioned mm-hmm. our former president's name. And, and I, I, I hate to do that just generally. Mm-hmm. But. Boy, his animation model looked a lot like that guy. That's who it was. Fuck. He looked like old Biff or, uh-huh. you know, middle-aged Biff. Yeah. Middle-aged old Biff. No, old Biff, like in 2015, 
Oh, you know, sure. was like, like silver haired. I'm talking Biff. about like 1985, like yeah. alternate future Biff. <laughs> I'm trying to chart Biff's age, and <laughs> I well, I I had a bunch of supplementary Back to the Future bullshit. All mm-hmm. the all the parents were 17 in the 50s and mm-hmm. 47 in the the 80s, and so they would have been 77 in in the future. So. Okay, well that's that's helpful. It's just easy to everyone's the same age. Whatever. It's sure. Anyway, but yeah, he looked like Donald Trump and it sucked. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I hate that guy. Yeah, 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 me too. Me I too. just, you know, like, yeah. sometimes some time goes by and I just want to be very clear. I fucking hate that guy. Yeah, yeah, I know. Me too. If you're wondering what the politics of this podcast are. Uh, if you haven't figured that out yeah, yet. Seriously? Like. Uh-huh. The, the cop-hating uh trans woman and queer dude uh-huh. like you know what <laughs> i'm surprised these qu- these qu- this queer ass podcast isn't mm-hmm. more uh fascist where like a year and a half ago this mm-hmm. uh th- this trans woman came out to all of us mm-hmm. yeah funny that yeah oh, weird who since the first time harvey bullock and commissioner gordon showed up talked about how much they hate cops yep huh hmm. these guys are liberal huh weird never, never would have guessed yeah mm. Oh, boy. But yeah, anyway, this episode sucked. Yeah, fucking God, this sucked. Um, It also featured, and mm-hmm. I, I noticed you you got there first. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gross creep Chris Hardwick. Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about Chris Hardwick. It's it's sort of like a name that I th- just sort of- Well, he hosted the stuff. Nerdist podcast for years and years. Yeah. Um, and, which I genuinely enjoyed because his approach to that was like, make it positive, make mm-hmm. it like, instead of like, uh, uh, he and Mark Marin were kind of doing the same kind of show, but Mark Marin would, t- why do you hate your dad? Yeah. Now let me tell you why I hate Lord Michaels. Like, mm-hmm. ugh, okay. And I liked Hardwick trying to be nice to people and stuff, yeah. but, but then it turned out he was a gross creep. Yeah. So, gross, yeah. uh, gross creep. Yeah. I don't this remember exactly, have... but he was he did some real bad shit to his partner. Yeah. Uh but yeah, he's uh he's the actor pretending to be Rose's brother in this. Yeah, and, and this has got to be a real early role for him. I well he had hosted uh I think at this point he was probably currently hosting uh a shitty MTV uh uh game show called uh, Singled Out. Ah, yes. Which was like the dating game or whatever, but mm-hmm. for MTV, so it was probably much stupider. Um and look, I love a lot of MTV's programming from that time. Like, that's when Beavis and Butthead came around. That's sure. when Eon Flux came around. Mm-hmm. That's when oh. The State. Like, there's a, there's a lot of great non-music stuff there, but mm-hmm. but their game shows and things like that. Well, remote control was good. Anyway. Um, I just, anytime uh, Eon Flux wasn't on, I was just like, put more Eon Flux on. You like Beavis and Butthead, didn't you? I do like Beavis and Butthead. I didn't at the time. Ah, fair enough. No, watching a this, lot of state. Daria. I think you would have liked The State, and if you if you didn't then, you absolutely would now. Yeah, I need to check that out. Yeah, it, it didn't run for very long, but it is, I think it's the, the sketch show that's aged maybe mm-hmm. the best. Oh, sure. Because there's so little of it. <laughs> anyway. Oh, uh, and the, the Max. I like the Max. Yeah. No, they they had a lot of sort of cutting edge, like uh, animation mm-hmm. and, and some other stuff, but I'm sure single that was just garbage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jenny McCarthy was also on that, and she turned out to be a horrible person too. Yep. So. Anyway. Uh, my bad thing mm-hmm. is not just Chris Hardwick's existence, although that is a bad thing. That's a bad uh, thing, not just for the show, but for life. Yeah. But uh, the the character mm-hmm. had some truly awful pander to the audience Ooh. jokes, like which would have been a nice detail on this kind of thing, where he's like, "Am I right, folks?" Yeah. Except, except the writers didn't try very hard. He just said stuff like, 
I was asleep when you called. And the audience laughs. Mm-hmm. Like, what? You guys are writers. You could come up with a a suitably, like, unfunny but funny, like, sort of meta. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, like uh, I don't know. I I Something. love I love and appreciate anyone smart who can write something stupid. That's mm-hmm. why I like people some butthead actually. Yeah. And it's just, like at one point he just says I like to drink coffee and everyone cheers. Like mm-hmm. wow. Like okay, a TV audience will laugh at anything. Oh yeah, they're paid to. But, but you could you know, you guys writing this cartoon could try a little harder. Mm-hmm. That's all. I and uh, like this, the guy that like this actor they've hired is like very clearly a certain type of dude, mm-hmm. and it's a certain type of dude that has like stupid jokes like that. Oh, and he wants everyone to love him. Mm-hmm. Like he's an actor, but he's like a struggling actor, and he desperately wants that attention. Yeah, and I've got the spotlight for five minutes, and I want everyone to just adore me. Mm-hmm. It's like I gotta win this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this reuniting program. This heartfelt. Uh, yeah, pretend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh. It's like I should be acting harder than uh, than this girl who's being reunited, reunited with her brother. Yeah, he he thought they were all actors, which actually is a nice touch because mm-hmm. then at least that doesn't make him like you know complicit with mm-hmm. the with with the scam. He's just like, no, I thought I thought we were all doing this sort of like loosely scripted improv kind yeah. of like uh, uh, drama thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this was fake. It's like like it's... meant to be real. No, so. we 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 only hire one actor. Uh, it, mm-hmm. It's it's cheaper to just get to just get orphans, honestly. Mm-hmm. Orphan, this, orphan boy. This this woman's just handing orphans out, like yeah, you know, she's yeah. got a list of orphans and she gets them sent in. Also, I will say that that woman was very convincing. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, somebody sympathetic to Roe. because mm-hmm. she's like, you're clearly underage. You should be back in the uh, orphanage. And Roe's like, yeah, it was rough there. Please don't send me back. And she's like, okay, I won't. And I was like, oh, good. Yeah. She has okay. a friend. You and then, it. like, I felt betrayed. Yeah. I thought this lady was kind of nice. The the bit where she's like, and what am I going to find if I type your name into this? Which I thought, like, felt very real to me, honestly, you know? Yeah, it felt like uh, maybe I'll just look the other way and you won't be here anymore. Mm. Wink. Yeah, then she ended up being a, a narc. Yep. Boo. Thanks a lot, narc. Uh, but uh, back to her brother. This mm-hmm. is this kind of ties to your bad thing. Uh, yeah. So, um, there's a bit on the episode. So they they put the they bring the actor out, and she mm-hmm. Roe automatically is just like, "This is not quite what I had in mind." No. Um. So Roe realizes that the kid uh, isn't her brother because she looks at a photo that she has with him, with her, and yeah. the producer goes, "Oh no, a photo!" Yeah, uh, because if there's one thing that you could expect people looking for lost loved ones to not have on their person. It's a photo of the missing person, apparently. Oh, definitely not. Who could have seen this this particular problem coming? Also, this show understands that in the near future. People will have the technology to just carry images around with mm-hmm. them. They don't have to carry a photo album around. They'll have some kind of a device. And maybe they didn't exactly predict smartphones, but they got pretty close. She's got a she's got a digital picture of it. No, they definitely predicted like little like like uh, see through cells that you can sort of carry around with you. And they well, yeah, I mean up. the fact again the fact that you can just carry a lot mm-hmm. of pictures around with you. Just like by this point, the technology was emerging. You could carry a lot of songs around with you. It makes yeah. sense. So like it's not like. 
she's got some weird archaic fixation on photographs. Yeah. Everyone's got this, man. I just the the fucking producer. Oh God, a photo! What? Oh no, we no were prepared for this. None of you checked for that. No, oh, I thought we were good at this. Yeah, they're not. <sighs> they're bad at at this. They're, they're very bad at. They're this. terrible. <laughs> The fact so, that this is still happening yeah. when the TV show characters get there is kind of ridiculous. I like, I mean, the photo was a huge part of it, obviously. Mm-hmm. But also, uh, it ties back to the beginning where uh, Zeta's briefly pretending, like she's kind of rehearsing. Yes. If I, if I meet this brother that I just realized I have, mm-hmm. how will I act? And so it's a nice, it's not a bad, like, fake out for us. Yeah. Like, I usually hate. Oh, we're being misled. Ha ha. What a trick. But mm-hmm. th- it, it only lasted a minute. And it was kind of cute because she's like, you don't act anything like my brother would act. My brother would be cynical as fuck like me. Yeah. And so that comes back in the studio or she's like, you're so pleasant and nice. You're not one of me. Yeah. You're not the same. I, I like her. She's got a line like, I don't exactly sound like a Rowan to me. Yeah, exactly. Like they're probably it's not. It's not a life on the streets that made her mm-hmm. like this. She's genetically like this. Yeah, exactly. Which I like. There were two bits right in a row that are both in a row. Get it? Ah. Uh, sequentially happened one after the other that uh, are both huge cliches. And for some reason, I absolutely love one of them and absolutely hate the other. And I cannot like I, I really did a little soul search and tried to figure out why and could not could not figure it out. Uh, there's Zeta perfectly recreating uh, the woman's voice from the from the uh, agency that mm-hmm. they visit, which is I always like a robot repeating someone and not just saying the words they said, but just using their voice with yeah. their mouth. That's funny to me. I don't know why. <laughs> but then they immediately roll into the uh, he mistakes something that's happening on a movie set mm-hmm. as reality. And I, that's one that I absolutely hate. That whole bit sucked. Something's on fire. Oh, it's a TV show about something on mm-hmm. fire. Oh, what an idiot. And mm-hmm. it's like, uh... and again, these are both tired cliches. I don't know oh, why yeah. the, the one delights me and the other doesn't. I mean, one of them was over really quickly. The other one went on for a really long time. That's true. I feel but... like I'm still watching it. <laughs> Oh, no. There's there's elements of the second episode that I'm definitely still watching. We, we definitely should have had some firemen come in and mm-hmm. stop the... I needed to be hosed down yeah, after d- the second d- d- Definitely. Yeah. Can't get clean. But uh, uh, speaking to the sort of data-ness of him, and I've compared Zeta to, like, like season one next-gen, you know, data. Before. Right, the data project. The data project, of course. Oh, no, um, it is Bennett. Um... I, I do like, and this is my good thing, how absolutely naive and, and as the kids say now, pure mm-hmm. Zeta is. Yep. Like, immediately after catching the producer in his horrible lie, like when he sees the first girl mm-hmm. getting carted away and he's like, you were a liar. And the dude's like, yeah, okay, you're right. I'm a liar. Mm-hmm. Just, and then he says, just step into the trailer of this unmarked truck. And mm-hmm. he's like. Yes, good. Exactly. I will do this. Yes, I, I and then step into the truck. He gets the, the, the he gets locked in the truck and it uh-huh. drives away. Like every time, man, because he's so trusting. Mm-hmm. Who could have seen this coming? He has the data that this guy is untrustworthy. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, well, I've caught you in a lie. You certainly wouldn't make another lie to cover for that lie. No, that doesn't you make certainly any sense. You certainly wouldn't do anything illegal or immoral to keep your lie, like your profitable lie, going. Mm-hmm. I I j- like that's not I don't think that's bad writing. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a, like a plot hole or anything like that. I think it's it's genuinely charming. Yeah. 
that he's that trusting. Oh, Zadie, you dip. Mm-hmm. A dip? I ah, yes, understand. a dip. <laughs> mm-hmm. Used in the 20th century to, uh, to uh, I don't fucking know, some shitty joke, I guess. To dip uh, potato chips in. Here's a phone. Mm-hmm. Here's yes. the phone Maggie had when she was when uh-huh. she was a kid. Okay. Had my grandma's phone number written on it. Well, how else would you know how to call your grandma? I mean, it's true. Yeah. I tried to avoid calling my grandma. Well, okay, but sometimes you have to, I don't know, you got a present and you got to call and thank her or mm-hmm. something. I don't know. Um, let's see. What else happened in this stupid, stupid episode? Oh, a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot of stupid, stupid things. Uh, I did write this down. The DCU, where people just make TV shows about people without their permission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because this, this happened to Static also. They just they just turn a camera on him. Hey, you're on TV now. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Mm-hmm. I assume um, this is Lex Luthor's fault somehow. I probably... I mean, we don't know this yet, but he was president for a little while. Yep. President? Uh, yes, you can. Um, first thing I'm going to do is I want to be able to make a TV show about uh, how Superman sucks and is a dick. Mm-hmm. You could just do do your State of the Union speech about that. No, 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 no. <laughs> My fellow Americans. Uh-huh. Superman sucks and is a dick. Mm-hmm. <sighs> There's a whole website about it, in fact. Supermanisadick.com. Yeah. Did you hear about what he did to, Le- to, uh, to Lex Luthor, a guy I don't know? Got mm-hmm. stuck on that one. Did you hear what he did to Jimmy Olsen? Mm-hmm. Lots of stuff. Uh-huh. Tricked him into digging his own grave or something. Hang on a sec. I got to go uh, find my back issues. Let me go. Yeah. I'll be right back. Where's my copy of World's Finest with one of the most insane covers I've ever seen, which has nothing to do with the contents? Oh, you mean every every cover of every comic from the Silver Age? Exactly. Uh, we had Robin. Um, bad news. Like, I got turned into a human fish, <laughs> and the fish are like, "Really? You're not a fish, human? Mm-hmm. Human fish? Huh? Okay. <laughs> Humans got to come first. You fucking arrogant bastards! Holy herring! <laughs> um, there, there was a musical moment in the score where mm-hmm. I assume I hated it, so I assume you must have loved it. Mm. Where, like, during the long interminable car chase. Yep. Uh, which I think was much longer than the firefighting sequence, but you know our our perception of time is a little different. I they were both very tedious. Yes, um, they were definitely not terminable. That's for no. Sure. Um, but the music was trying to do that sort of seventies car chase wah pedal, like, mm-hmm. but it sounded like someone was squishing some Nickelodeon gack. Oh wow, so yeah, like, actually, <laughs> I completely forgot about that until you mentioned it, and it's like, oh yeah, I actually did like that song. Uh, of course you did. Uh-huh, yeah. Weird, like the Siskel and Ebert of music on these shows. Mm-hmm. Those guys never agreed with. I forget it. You're too young. <laughs> Sis- yeah, I assume you mean uh, Ebert and Roper. Oh God. <laughs> no, Roper and Furley. Come on. No, no. I, I, I know. I know Gene. He was, uh, he was the uh, mayor's aide in the Godzilla movie from nineteen uh, ninety uh, yes, whatever. Ninety eight, I mm-hmm. think. With Matthew Broderick and, oh, what a bad movie that was. Yep. Matthew Broderick and half the cast of The Simpsons. Uh-huh. Uh, what else? Anything? Uh, n- no. My my final note on this is, uh, what did we learn, Ro? Correct. That learning, looking for family is not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> just Why don't garbage. we just uh, stick with the cool robot you met? Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do have a quote, though, and uh, of course it's Roe. I think it's always going to be Roe. It's probably always going to be Roe. I love her. I have no objection to that. Mm-hmm. What do you got? Uh, this is just, this is Roe finding out that she's going to be on TV tomorrow. Tune in next time when we make the dream of a family reunion come true for this girl, Rosalie Rowan. What? Yep, that was very good. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, again, like I like I said often when I would pick a static line that was kind of nothing. Like mm-hmm. on paper, that's nothing. Yep. That was all in the delivery because it made me laugh too. Yep. But it's really nothing. Her her voice actor is just incredible. Yeah, she's very, very good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah. And then it got worse. Yeah. Season finale. Yeah. <laughs> those, uh, those Zeta heads watching at the time were like, oh, man, this might be it. Yeah. And, uh, oh, boy. Oh, man. I, is Zeta ever going to find his fan? Fa- wait, hang on. Is he going to get his freedom? Uh-huh. I don't know it. <laughs> All right. Let me tell you what happens in Kid Genius. Oh, boy. Sometimes these shows deliver us a sobering reminder of why we decided to call this show Kids Love, whatever show it is we're talking about right now, complex narratives that tackle mature themes that even top-tier prestige drama struggle to address in a way that is both relevant and entertaining. Kid Genius, the season one finale of The Zeta Project, is not such an episode. We begin in the American Southwest as Roe and Z cruise by breathtaking vistas once populated by the majestic Roadrunner and his natural predator, the wily coyote. Sadly, both of those creatures have long since gone extinct, but maybe we'll hear a cheesy one-liner about them in that entirely unnecessary end segment, where they usually talk about landlines and scissors. Z's cool, cool hover bike gets a warning about a tornado, so it begins driving itself, which is definitely a great idea from now times that deserves to still be around in the future. Doesn't kill people. (laughs) Our heroes quickly work out that the bike is actually being operated remotely by some kind of titular kid genius. And before long, we know a remote vista in New Mexico where Mrs. Bucky lives. And Mr. Bucky, too. And Bucky. What I'm trying to say by torturing this Orson Welles reference within an inch of its life, and come on, did you expect anything else from me? Is that young Bucky is making his third appearance in 12 episodes. Which I suppose makes him Zeta's arch nemesis. It definitely makes him Maggie's. (laughs) Those are some, uh, your your, your noises are getting kind of muppety at this point. Yeah, I noticed that too. (laughs) You're going to Miss Piggy territory here. (laughs) Uh, Bucky's enlisted Z and Rose help to rescue his parents, whom he, uh, whom he hates, and presumably also hate him, because how could you not? They've been brought under the sinister influence of that grown man who stole a child's invention to become absolute ruler of the science fair. <laughs> Which is now no longer the stupidest thing to happen on this show, because this time he's using research from Bucky's parents to bilk the elderly out of their fixed incomes. And remember, this is the future. Social security is certainly long since collapsed by now. With the promise of making them young again. And it turns out he can actually do this, as evidenced by the fact that Bucky's parents are now seven or eight-year-olds who sound like two or three-year-olds. Also, there are ape creatures roaming the facility because I guess the process didn't work at first. And who wouldn't want ape creatures in Hawaiian shirts holding magic science wands in their show about a sentient robot? Also, they dropped the sentient robot in a garbage can. (laughs) Which is government killbot programming definitely isn't prepared for. And uh, no, I'm wrong. He just steps out of the dumpster, cleans the garbage off himself. What follows is a series of interminable Planet of the Apes references, fat jokes, fart jokes, and a shot of an ape monster driving a futuristic car that could have been lifted from any terrible cartoon in the 90s that I never watched, but Maggie probably loved. You know, biker mice from Mars, SWAT cats, skeleton warriors, road rovers, extreme dinosaurs, Wild West C period O period W period boys of Moo Mesa, 
Vampires, <laughs> which is an actual show about evil anthropomorphic junkyard vans and vehicles that I feel like I'm going to be forced to watch for one of our holiday crossover episodes when it's my co-host's turn to choose again. Why me? Wails the scientist who tampers in God's domain, and at this moment he is the most relatable character in this entire series. Why me also? This episode ends with him being swarmed by small children and saying things like, I have to go bathroom, and uh, wow. Okay, that was pretty bad. We are at the end of the first season already, and I hear the creator and showrunner does not return for season two, so it's highly possible that the next seven weeks of this are going to be even stupider and more interminable. Hooray! Mm-mm. So first yeah. of all, I didn't watch any of those shows that you listed, uh, but my brother did, so... Okay, but vampires? Oh, dude, as I had never heard of vampires. I assumed that you made it up, and no. then you said you didn't make it up, and I'm like, I should watch vampires. That sounds I, incredible. I had to invoke the Dave Barry clause there. I am not making this up. Mm-hmm. No, all of those were pulled. Like, I looked at them to make sure, because I was looking for a very specific... There was that wave of stuff that sort of was obviously ripping off uh, uh, Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. where they just came up with the most ridiculous combinations of things and made them animals, and yep. like, fine, whatever. And the seriously, this is going to be on our cover art so you guys can see what I'm talking about. The, the screen cap I took of the ape in a Hawaiian shirt driving a future car. Mm-hmm. It, it really did not look like this show at all. It looked no. like some other it's, shitty 90s show. Wh- wh- what the fuck are we doing, actually? Yeah. <sighs> and then, of course, there's Bucky. This, uh, this, uh, this yeah. episode, uh, mm-hmm. Bucky. Oh boy. Again, three times in twelve episodes. He's three been in, times in twelve. He's episodes. been he's been the antagonist of twenty five percent of this series. I hate him so much. I know you do. I don't dislike him as nearly as much as you do, but I I do enjoy your dislike of him. I just every second he's on screen is painful. Yeah. Just oh. Well, actually, I I was able to quantify a specific reason why I don't like him, mm-hmm. which I I may have mentioned this before. This is my bad thing. I don't think the performer who plays him is is well suited to the role because he's a typical science nerd character in a cartoon and they give him a lot of multisyllabic words to make him sound smart. And the kid clearly has trouble with a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Like there's a specific read where he's like, don't bring sulfuric acid to the table because he was like, you know, it was like a joke about how his parents won't let him do horrible things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he could not like the, the phrase sulfuric acid. He just he like clearly read it like a kid mm-hmm. like he didn't know what it was he didn't he couldn't quite get his mouth around it Sulfuric? and it, to me it felt like and this is a very specific sort of voice directing mm-hmm. thing it felt like it was the seventh or eighth take when poor andrea romano just sighed and said okay that's probably the best we're gonna get that's launch everybody <laughs> and just left it like like everything sergeant slaughter said in gi joe yep uh, but also yeah it's I like getting real kid, and he might not be a real kid, but he sure sounds like. One. I think he's a real kid. Like I, I believe he's still acting, but like I he like, was a kid at the time. I like getting real kids for kid mm. roles. I truly do. It sounds yeah. so much better. But sometimes you end up with like the Charlie Brown kids mm-hmm. who have very stilted kid like. Like you need child actors. Yeah, you can't just grab some kid off of the street and just. Uh... No, and I'm sure he was an actor, but mm-hmm. again, he's supposed to sell that he's unnaturally smart for his agent. I just don't believe it. Yeah. That's the that's the main problem. I mean, you have so many more problems. Oh, I have me, so many more problems. Uh, no, please. I, I hate him so much. Okay, so my good thing for this episode. Yes. Uh, Bucky gets hit with a hammer. <laughs> he sure does. Uh, just like an actual physical hammer. His child mom just uh, wails on his hand and just uh-huh. like, probably breaks several of his finger bones. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, my bad thing is that it's not to the face. Mm-hmm. I hate this kid so much, and I yeah. hate that the uh, that the show is so clearly in love with him. I mean, you you're obviously meant to hate him to some extent, but I don't know a, that that's the case anymore. I don't know. I think it is, but I can see like there's there's room for disagreement there. But my, my point is there is a love to hate character mm-hmm. that is fun and then there's this yeah like like i can only assume that they're just like yeah they're, the kids are gonna think it's hilarious when this kid is annoying you know yeah it's and he like, can outsmart the, the 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 robot yeah i hate this i hate every second that he's on screen mm-hmm. i cannot stay uh, the the where he uses his fucking like i can can t- i can take control of technology with yeah, my his universal little, remote yeah which he's mm-hmm. had for like the third fucking episode now yeah so yeah, that he, he uses can it to, to pilot, take their motorcycle yeah and i'm just like i'm watching i'm like i fucking know where this is going and i'm so mad about it well it's because the episode was called kid genius so it's probably a hint uh-huh it's just yeah no i yeah i agree i don't again i don't hate him as much as you do but let's let's move on to some other things now i did like when they brought back the killer robot Mm -hmm. like you know in his second appearance there was the killer oh the killer robot was great and then they're like yeah let's bring him back like Mm -hmm. i don't I, i certainly don't mind bringing back different antagonists and i assume mr extreme from last episode the bounty hunter guy Mm -hmm. Will come back. Oh, he's I, definitely fact, coming back. Yeah, Brian, in fact, tipped us to that. Mm. But and that I didn't like the character, but that makes sense. Yeah, but Bucky d- does not. I just don't understand the appeal to keep bringing this kid back. I do understand narratively. Mm-hmm. They could work a little harder for this, but the kid's clearly lonely. He's got no friends, mm-hmm. and whenever he's in any kind of rough situation, his his number one go to is, "Well, I'll call my friend Zeta." I know. I'll inconvenience this robot again. And that feels like I kind of like <clears throat> that, but I don't like the way it's implemented. But, no. But conceptually, this kid thinks they're friends now. Well, that that's the thing. It's just like, well, I need the, the robot and the girl to be here, so I'll just make them come. And there's nothing they can do to stop me. And then when they get here, I'm going to be an asshole about it. Well, he's an asshole about everything. <sighs> yeah. Why did you call us? Uh, I guess you could help me save my parents that I hate from being children or whatever. Uh, well, I mean, Ro can relate to that. She doesn't like her family either. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one then, I hit it with a hammer. Then we, <laughs> then we got the fucking the 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 children, mm-hmm. which was very ju- like juvenile, not because they were children. Just the the storytelling of it was very uh-huh. clumsy. And oh look, he was complaining that his parents dip- disciplined him too much, and now they're out of control, and he has to discipline them. Oh. I get it. It's ironic. It's actually, it's a good episode, actually. I mean, Mm. look, irony is a concept that I have seen misused in very bad cartoons. You don't say. it was used effectively here, Mm. but that doesn't make it good. Uh, But then there's the ape creatures. Uh Uh-huh. And the, and the, the really tired old people jokes. Oh, yeah. This episode was crawling with shitty old people jokes. And it was like, okay, the Southwest, I, I think more of Arizona, yeah. which is sort of the go-to punchline for where people go to retire. But mm-hmm. uh, New Mexico, probably also, sure. too. Same same region, probably. You know, it's a dry heat. You know, that, <laughs> the, the, ugh, whatever. But um, they just all say the same bullshit. Mm-hmm. And it's terrible. And 
at one point, Zeta disguises himself as uh, a larger woman, mm-hmm. and they play not quite fat guy tuba music, but just about. I mean, yeah. And it's awful. Just. <clears throat> and then again, you got ape jokes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. The most it's... tired of all sort of cartoon. Like, it's like uh, here's a gorilla with a spear. You know, you know what turned this around for me mm. was actually on the show we're doing next, Gorilla Grodd on Justice League. Yep. Because he's not a joke, because he's deadly serious, and your initial impulse is, ugh, monkey jokes. And it's like, oh shit, no. Oh. He's like a he's like a top ten villain for these guys. Yeah. Maybe top five. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's uh he's he, a pretty big deal. He, he's a he's a quality gorilla. Yeah. That's true, and mm-hmm. that's what you. That's really. That's why you keep coming back is for us to uh, identify who the quali- quality gorillas are. <laughs> yep, he gets our quality gorilla mark of approval. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a banana scented stamp. Mm-hmm. There's very few uh, who pass the test. Yeah, uh, Monsieur Mala's on there. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Donkey Kong. Uh, yeah, he yeah. still got it. Donkey Kong, and probably because you're a damn '90s kid, like whatever the Donkey Kong extended family is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh if we can like just sort of expand it to just apes mm-hmm. like the uh the librarian from from Discworld. Oh, absolutely. And that might be it. Yeah, I think that's it. Mm. There's not a lot of great gorillas, but they work hard, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh ultra humanite might Oh, who's that gorilla that cupped uh Shatner's balls? Uh, Coco. Yeah. The gorilla who learned sign language. Yep, seal of approval. Mm-hmm. Yep, very good. Um Ultra Humanite's not exactly a gorilla, but he looks a lot like a gorilla, so... That's a dude who was like, I could be in a gorilla. Yeah. And he followed that dream, and you know what? Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. He gets on there, too, Mm because, again, some good Justice League stuff coming up. Trust us, this isn't like where Enterprise was the last stop, and we're like, ugh, (laughs) what was the point of that? Like, there's... The best is yet to come. Yeah. Like, Justice League and JLU are some of the very high points of these... Of this franchise, but yeah, uh, we're, we're, at, we're at the low right now. Yeah. And this low isn't that low. Come on. It could be a lot worse. It's still better than Enterprise, for one it's thing. Just, it's shorter. And it's just dumb. Yeah. It's not, like, ill-conceived. It's not tasteless. It's just dumb. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. Particularly when I see writing credits from people who I know are capable of better. Mm-hmm. They're clearly just phoning it in. <laughs> this one, uh, like, I was looking at the writing credits when it was starting, and, like, this was written by two people, and, like, really? Mm-hmm. You needed, uh, you needed two separate working brains for this one, huh? Well, it's possible someone pitched an okay episode, and the second person came in and fucked it all up. All right, but what if this had more old people and uh, gorilla jokes in it? Or the, 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 the opposite could be true. Mm-hmm. Someone pitched a real stupid episode, and the staff writer did their very best to make... Like, it would have been a lot stupider without them. Mm-hmm. Like, they might not have been working together, is my point. Sure. I forget what the... There, there is a signifier for, like, script Yeah, it's for, the ampersand versus using the word and or something like that. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't remember... Yeah, you're right, though. Mm-hmm. That also might be, a like, an urban myth. Yeah, I'm not sure. But I remember... I remember hearing the same information. Mm-hmm. Whether or not it's true, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, oh, there was a, of course, because it's the late 90s, early 2000s, got to make an Area 51 joke. Mm-hmm. That, that would was be a uh, rest Area 51. Yeah, but they were in New Mexico, and there's a sign that says Area 51. <sighs> do you get it? Do you get it? Do you get it? Uh-huh. Because you're a horse, and I'm a horse. 
there's a lot of um I don't know what you actually call those things. Mm. There's they're like geysers but for mud, like mud holes, but they Yeah. They're hot springs with mud. Yeah, and also like you can put old people in them and it's good for them or something. Well, I, I, not just old people. It's supposed to be good. It's supposed to be like taking a jacuzzi or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and it's supposed to be good for your skin. The yeah. mud part is supposed to be good for your skin. Um but I, you know, I started making some dumb poop jokes my own self because, mm-hmm. look, I'm not above that. No. And my first note is, ah, the rich, natural, poopy buttholes of the American <laughs> Southwest. Ah. And then the episode just starts doing that. And I was like, well, I'm not. that's not going to my summary. Well, then. and they're absolutely just drawing them to look like cow patties, you know, like. Yeah. Just like, but I mean, it's a it's a it's a particularly disgusting shade of brown, which I got to give them credit. Uh huh. No, they worked real hard. No, no, that's not poopy enough. Yep. And then, then they did a thing where, like, it went bloop, and the uh, mm-hmm. old dude goes, "That wasn't me. I didn't do it. I okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, remember that from The Simpsons? I didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Nancy. So <laughs> oh. Hmm. Uh, let's see what else. I, uh, there was a yeah. There was a unload the luggage from the bus robot that looked like he belonged in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I liked him. Yep. Like me, a robot. Love a, oh. a, like a good little robot with a job. Yeah, a very specific job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I did have an actual good thing. Oh, good. Um, as they're going into the facility, which it, this happens a lot on this show. This happened like the this is like the third or fourth time mm-hmm. where there's some sinister building that seems friendly on the outside that you get to via a conveyor belt from the outside. Sure, you know what you know exactly what I'm. Talking I absolutely about. do. And there's a video playing, and in this case, it was insultingly idiotic mm-hmm. as it explained the uh, uh, youth rejuvenating process to the people entering. And it was actually very sort of exactly what that sort of thing yep. would be. Yep. Like the DNA springs back and makes a little doing, doing noise. And it's so stupid, but it's it's what I was talking about in the last episode where the guy's making bad jokes, but the writers didn't work hard enough to make them bad jokes. Mm-hmm. Like, this was... This was clearly knowledgeable people writing a bad thing, and it was it was genuinely funny to me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it makes you young, doing. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And people, you know, fools ready to part with their money are like, mm-hmm. "Yes, good, I want yeah. this." DNA is formed here in the skin. Mm-hmm. Well, I better climb into a mud hole about it then. Now, with a thorough scrubbering from our uh, poop holes, you mm-hmm. too can find yourself not old. Yeah. I mean, it's science. He said DNA. I'm going to get young again so I can get a job again. <laughs> God. <laughs> That's bleak. I worked 80 years, and now I'm going to work 80 more Ugh. so I can afford to get to 80 again and then be rejuvenated so uh, I can go back to work. Oh. oh, God. Don't let capitalism hear this. Uh, fuck, that's a good idea. I am currently fun employed and you're not making it appealing for me to look for a job. Oh, God. (laughs) It's going great. It's all going fucking great. Uh, So uh, at one point they're looking for uh, Bucky's parents Mm -hmm. and he's like, they're in uh, they're in uh, like building S. Mm -hmm. He's like, the S is for stupid or something. It's like, no, the S is for sucks. Haven't you heard the song? Come on, man. Come on. The S is for sucks. The S is for sucks. I mean, look. Trogdor wouldn't happen for another, like, four years, and mm-hmm. then that song wouldn't happen for another, like, you know, 14 years. Yeah. But still, it doesn't matter. I love uh, U.S.'s for sucks, Dragon. Yeah, me too. Consummate fees. Consummate. Consummate. Okay. What else? Uh, some Chiaro shading. 
I don't improve on, on your, your methods. methods. That's not an improvement. Ha <laughs> ha! What else? Uh, now I just want to talk about Trogdor. I mean, uh, let's yeah. see here. Well, he was a man. Mm-hmm. He was a yeah. dragon. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, maybe he was a dragon man. Uh, the problem was that Trogdor wasn't around when the 2000. That's true. Okay. Uh, um, do I have any more points about this stupid episode? Let me see. Oh, oh, the great reveal of the, the evil scientist guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does like his big dramatic reveal and apparently has just been keeping a bunch of children shoved in his closet. Uh, yep. Which is well, extremely funny to me. This actually goes to my quote and, and this performer completely, again, on paper, this is nothing. Mm-hmm. But this is him reacting to them for the first time. And he says this. Bucky, it's about time. I see you found your little... <laughs> Which reminded me a lot of our... I'll just click this here. Mm. Ah! ah! Yeah. That is... Uh, I looked him up because I recognized the voice. Yeah, it's Stuart Pankin. It's Stuart Pankin, who I know as the main dinosaur on the TV show Dinosaurs. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. There was a show... And I probably mentioned this last time mm. he was on or, or some other time. There was a show on HBO in like the early 80s called mm-hmm. Not Necessarily the News, which was sort of the daily show. I, I, I've definitely heard you talk about this. Of yeah. the 80s. And he was like the main anchor of that. And he's very funny. Mm-hmm. And decent voice actor. Yeah. Like, it's too bad about this. But mm-hmm. uh, hey, people got to eat. Yep. Like Cree Summer's amazing too. And she had to be the fake Oprah in the last one. Like mm-hmm. that's just uh, that's just how it goes. I do like him uh, uh, chasing Bucky around and going, I'm going to kill you, Bucky. Yep. I wanted to be Lord of the Science Fair and you ruined it for me. <laughs> like, seriously, I was trying to describe this guy in a not funny way. And it's like, no, he stole an invention from a child so he could yep. rule the science fair. That's literally what happened. <laughs> Aim big. Yeah. I'll like, kill you, Bucky. <laughs> like, now at least he's, you know, trying to get some money from some mm-hmm. people. That's something. Yep. That's a that's a scam. Like, scamming old people is a is a scam as old as... At least phones. Yeah, exactly. It's a rich tradition. Yeah. I mean, it's terrible, but, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, don't do it. Don't scam old people. Just don't scam anyone. How about that? Yeah. Can we just agree not to scam anyone? You'd scam Donald That said, if you want to donate to our Patreon, Mm -hmm. it is uh, patreon.com slash Algar. We're reviewing episodes of uh, Batman the Brave and the Bold, and it's delightful. Yeah. You'll have a great time. But don't scam anyone. No, please don't scam anyone. Yeah. Uh, What else? Anything? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I hated this. <laughs> yeah, me too. I hated this. I had a bad time. Yeah, me too, but it was over quickly. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those, I hated this, but it's one of those, it's kind of fun to hate it with you things. Yeah, yeah. It's not like, ugh, this was miserable, and now we have to think of something to say about it. I I haven't done this since, I think, Enterprise, but this was a episode where I had to take a picture of myself hating the episode. Uh-huh. And I'm going to tell you, that's a rare award. Uh-huh. It's not a Gorilla of the Year award, but it's a rare one. Oh, are we doing Gorilla? I know we were just doing quality gorillas. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize we also gave an annual award out. Well, yeah, who's your Gorilla of the Year? Uh, well, Maggie, as we record this, it's only the 8th of January. Mm-hmm. This is, this is, we got a long year ahead of us. I don't uh, know yet. Mm-hmm. You mean of you mean of 2022? Yeah, you're who's your Gorilla of 2022? Oh, you're not going to like this one. It's a controversial pick. Mm. You're not going to like it. Mm. The gorilla from Filmation's Ghostbusters. Ooh, fuck you! I'm sorry. The show's over. It wasn't personal. It wasn't. It wasn't despite you. Mm-hmm. 
It's just, I didn't, I look, I didn't want to give another one to Grodd, okay? Like, it's, it's he's like the Meryl Streep of this Yeah, he this sweeps point. the categories every year. He's like Gorilla Meryl Streep, and we yeah. have to move on. <sighs> You're desperately just like me, trying to portmanteau Meryl Streep, Gorilla, nope, no, nope, <laughs> it's not quite working. No, but he did Meryl Streep the awards. Oh... All right. Well, that's all for season one of Zeta. Yep. <laughs> uh, uh, next week. Going out, see. like I said, going out on a literal fart noise. <laughs> next week, the season premiere is called Absolute Zero and mm-hmm. ooh, part one of something. <laughs> I assume Wired Absolute Zero one. is going to be the rating we give to the episode. Yeah, the low point. Uh-huh. Yep, could be. And Wired part one. Uh-huh. So, uh, always excited to do a, to split up a cliffhanger like that. Uh, great. I uh, Who knows? I mean- Maybe the new direction of the show won't be bad just because the creator left. Mm-hmm. Usually that's a sign the show's about to go downhill, but it might not be. Yeah. I didn't read any opinion pieces. I just read the fact is that the guy left. Yeah. My assumption is that it starts to suck because that's usually how it goes. Mm-hmm. But maybe, maybe not. Maybe they uh, looked at the first season and said there's some places we could improve this and mm-hmm. made it better. We could make this uh, good. And if not. We got to watch 14 more of these 20 yeah, minute episodes. Like, it's not a big know, deal. Whatever. And for those of you following along who can follow along, mm-hmm. because as I mentioned, all the shows we cover are either not on a streaming platform or about to be removed from a streaming platform. Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot, Warner Brothers. Um, we are covering a couple of weird sort of anomalies after this. We're mm-hmm. doing uh, the the web series they did around this time because we're yeah. going sort of chronological. So we'll be doing Gotham Girls. Uh, we'll be doing, there's a logo, lo, excuse me, Lobo. Yes, Logo, the little uh, little turtle that you could draw with. Yeah, can you draw this turtle? <laughs> I'm Gerald Ford. <laughs> and um, I think that was it. But mm-hmm. there were a couple of, they're sort of flash animated, they're a little rough, but yeah. we're, we're, we're knocking them out in like one episode because yeah. they, they are canon. And Gotham Girls in particular, as I recall, did have Arlene Sorkin and... Uh, Tara Strong, I think, is Batgirl. I, I think I, Montoya's I, in it, too, I maybe. think. And I might be misremembering this, but I think the original voice performers are there. Yeah. So that's- We're going to get the original, uh, the, the original, hi, Poison Ivy voice. Oh, yeah. Hi, I'm Pam. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You sure are. Hi, Pam. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, then it's on to Justice League, which yeah. I think we start in March or April, so mm-hmm. it's not long from now, but- uh, but that is that is what we have coming up. Yeah. So. And then who knows what will happen? Oh, we know what will happen. We told people we're going back to Star Trek. Yeah. It's back to Star Trek town for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got some things to say about some. Oh boy, do some we have choices they to made say. over there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And look, this is first of all, I would say right now this point is maybe the low point of what we've covered here, and mm-hmm. it's still fine. Uh, and I think Star Trek should know better. Their mm-hmm. low point is much worse. Oh, yeah. Much more regrettable choices. So at no point am I thinking, boy, I wish I was back on Star Trek instead of this. Mm-hmm. No, it's like that's just a what's next thing because we got some stuff to say. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The website, as ever, kidslovebatman.com. If you want to write to us, kidslovebatmanpodcast at Gmail. Mm-hmm. We are still on Twitter as long as there's Twitter. Yep. Uh, I'm at Algar. I'm at, uh, Ma- at Maggie Robots. And uh, that's all for this time. Yeah. See you, folks. Twala. <laughs> For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. 
to provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2022, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.